0: Today we have someone from the Mankato Paddling and Outing Club, and his name is Mark Bosacker. Good morning, Mark. Good morning. Glad to have you here. So the Mankato Paddling and Outing Club, well, I think of canoes, I think of kayaks. Am I missing anything?
1: Uh, We also like hiking, cross-country skiing, all kinds of uh, non-motorized outdoor activities, basically outdoor exercise.
0: See, I was just thinking you were just like on the, the water. So it's more than that. Yes. And tell me about the group. How long has it been around? How many people are involved, etc.
1: Well, Bob Zoid put a uh, ad in the home magazine uh, in uh, 1994. Oh. So it's almost 30 years. Wow. A lot of people responded to that ad and uh, we started a club. So it's been going pretty good ever since then. Almost 30 years.
0: How many people are involved? Do they meet regularly, or what do they do?
1: We have two meetings a month. One is a business meeting, and one is uh, either an outing or a program meeting. I I should correct that a little bit. During the cool weather, we have two kind of formal meetings, one being a program meeting, uh, which will have a, a speaker usually uh, describing some kind of uh, adventure that they took. And then in the warmer months, we like to schedule uh, outings or floats on the river.
0: Tell me some of the things that you do. I mean, you mentioned it's more than just paddling, so what else? And where have you gone, and what have you done?
1: Well, when we first started, it was pretty obvious to everyone that uh, rivers needed some help. So, uh, We organized cleanups, and uh, some of the rivers had cars in them. You'd paddle down, and you'd have to watch out for car bodies and all kinds of other junk. And, uh, again, Bob Zoid was very instrumental in that and a lot of other people, too, the Masons and uh, Brand Frentz and Tom Marks. And in the early years, we had uh, pretty big cleanups, and we'd get the whole many as 300 participants, and they would clean up on land too we even got the National Guard to help us and so they would bring out the that's how we got the cars out of the river
0: w- were there a lot of cars? I mean that just seems odd to me that there would be cars in a river it is
1: odd Yeah, it seems odd now but in those days it wasn't I,
0: what did they do? just junk them and say I don't want it I'm going to push it in the river or what?
1: I don't know I've never been involved in uh, disposing of a car <laughs> <Okay>. that way <laughs>
0: <laughs> wow. So is it fairly clean? I mean, do you still have these these cleanups and things like that? Is it still as necessary or is it different now?
1: Well, we don't have formal cleanups anymore. Oh. As our paddling club, luckily the younger generation has come along uh, and I can think of things like the uh rock hoppers and uh the blue earth project and then the uh, a lot of the people that Our clients of the Bend of the River Outfitters, they seem to be taking care of that pretty well themselves nowadays. And uh, the last time our club tried to have a cleanup, we just couldn't find any garbage. Oh, uh,
0: well, that's good.
1: Maybe we went the wrong places. <laughs> <laughs> okay.
0: So where do you go then? I mean, obviously we've got the Minnesota. We're the bend of the river. So is it mainly just around here? Is it all of southern Minnesota? Or how broad of reach do you do?
1: Well, for our club, a lot of um, our members like to go all over. But when we sponsor club events, we generally go on the local rivers like so the Le Seur and the blue earth and the minnesota a lot of us like to paddle on the cob the watwan but those are a little bit more challenging depending on where you go why is that they have they're faster oh and rockier and more fun but especially uh, when there's trees in the water they can be more dangerous
0: is that an issue because I know that we've had a lot of dry years, so it seems to me you can see a lot more trees and things that have like built up in big almost dams.
1: Well, the wide fluctuation or the very variation in the flow of the rivers from real low to real high, especially the new, the new highs, the new record high flows really bring the trees into the river. It's it's changing every year. You may think you know where they are one year, Mm -hmm. and then uh, it changes. They go downstream.
0: Do most of the people have their own craft, whether it's a canoe or a a kayak or something?
1: No, a lot of people do. When we first started, not so many people did. You'd see someone with a, a canoe rack on their car, and you'd be pretty sure it was one of your friends, you know. Yeah. But uh, now uh, it's really gotten, really gotten more popular, and uh, and a lot of people have. I guess most people have their own kayaks, and they're they've become a lot less expensive. Mm-hmm. Back when we first started, uh, uh, you'd have to pay thousand dollars for a kayak. That was a lot of money in those days.
0: Oh yeah, for sure.
1: And now, you know I, I sell them for less than two two hundred dollars in in big. B- big box stores, and a lot of people have them, and we kind of almost had to cooperate and have a club to, uh, to do as much paddling as we wanted in the early days, but now uh, everybody's, a lot of people are doing it, and that's great to see.
0: Is there a difference in kayaks? I mean, you mentioned there's like a thousand dollar one back then, and now they're a lot cheaper. Because I know we got our boys when they were younger, a hundred fifty dollars, smaller little kayaks that they can sit on top of. For example, I mean, does that matter if you have a fancy one versus a non fancy one, or is it still as fun no matter what?
1: Well, you always got to think about your safety. The rivers around here, you wouldn't really call them. uh, Well, there's a classification for. White water, you know, one to six, I believe they, uh, and I think they call six a terminal. But most of the rivers around here are not dangerous as far as the hydraulics or the the big waves from the rocks and the fast water. But if there's something dangerous, it would be from trees in the water or fences. Oh, okay. If you were going to go on some of these uh, rivers that are Rated higher for basically for the big, for the size of the waves. Like
0: rapids or something? Yeah,
1: larger rapids. Then uh, these smaller, these cheaper, less expensive kayaks that you would buy in a, in a big box store, they wouldn't necessarily have the strength. Okay. If they were, they might be more easy to bend if they were uh, subjected to a lot of stress in a, in a wave. And you'd also want one that you could put a skirt on and keep the waves out.
0: Oh, so the water didn't fill your... Right. Oh, okay.
1: Most of the recreational kayaks you see people using around here, they don't use skirts on them because...
0: They just sit on top, a lot of them, a too. A
1: lot of them are sit on tops, or and the, the waves aren't that big that you're going to... Say, for example, you went to the Kettle River. Where uh, is north. that? north. I don't That's know. That's about halfway between Minneapolis and Duluth. Uh, The waves there, if you went with one of those recreational kayaks, hopefully you would get out of it okay, but your kayak might be full of water.
0: More experienced people probably would would know that, so you might want to start with a group like yours, because it sounds like you take all levels of experience.
1: Right, and we do have, the club owns some boats too we have an antique uh, called a war canoe it's almost a hundred years old and it holds about ten or twelve people depending on how big they are And uh, we take that out and give rides on events that where it's appropriate river events.
0: Okay now you've got an event coming up which is why you wanted to come on and talk about on November 21st which is next Tuesday the Mankato Paddling and Outing Club is going to be having a world traveler and longtime Mankato Paddling and Outing Club member, Dean Peterson, giving a presentation and showing pictures of his 2019 China trip, and the program will be at the Fireside Room in the Belgrade Avenue Methodist Church in North Mankato. It's free and open to the public, and there will be refreshments there. Now, a presentation like this, I assume he must have been, I mean, was it just outing? Like, was he hiking, was he paddling, or was he doing all of those things?
1: I think he was on a tour. I, I should know, <laughs> since I have pictures and going to be an audio visual guy for it, or one of them. I believe he was on a kind of a prearranged tour. Okay. And uh, I, I know he's got a lot of good pictures, and um, he always has uh, some interesting things to say about his travels. So we enjoy uh, enjoy his programs that he's put on for us. But we have a wide variety of different programs that we put on in the cooler months. Some of them been quite well attended. Like uh, one time we had the first person to sail the Northwest Passage. Oh,
0: wow. Okay.
1: And that was well attended. We've also had more than one group of people that have recreated that trip uh, to Hudson's Bay, paddling up the Minnesota River and then portaging to the Red River and going down all the way to Hudson's Bay. So we've had more than one group of adventurers that have done that trip and told us about it. So those are some of the more popular ones.
0: So this one coming up uh, next Tuesday, the 21st, it's open to the public then? Yes, yes. Okay, so you want to let people know that it is open to the public. It's a 7 p.m. program on Tuesday, November 21st at the Methodist Church. It's on Belgrade Avenue yes. in Lower North Mankato. So that's one thing you have going on. So how many presentations do you have? One a month in the cooler weather? or?
1: Uh, one a month usually, depending if we get an opportunity. Uh, someone knows an interesting speaker that's going to be around or there's a hot issue Mm -hmm. then uh, if we have the opportunity, sometimes we'll have two a month. We don't have one every month because uh, we have a couple of club events that are stuck in there that are mostly just for the members, although usually anything we do, anyone that comes is welcome. In uh, December, we have a little Christmas party among the members. Again, anyone would really be welcome that wanted to show up, but we don't. Promoted as a public event, and then in uh, in January, we have another event out at uh, Williams Nature Center that members have the opportunity to talk about their uh, favorite trip or adventure that they took part in okay. the last year
0: now, the outing part of it what sorts of outings do you do? Do you go on like hiking trails? do you go on like the local trails or do you climb mountains i mean what what are we talking?
1: Local things okay. we don't we don't usually travel very far, gotcha and when we started thirty years ago, a lot of the members have have stuck with it, so we're not as strenuous as we used to be oh, okay,
0: <laughs> so I mean, would you take like a walk on the Cicada trail or the red jacket trail, uh, yeah. or are we talking more primitive areas or or what
1: usually walking on, on the trails,
0: okay, yeah, but with a group of the group goes together and
1: yeah, that's our our most popular thing we do is, is paddling.
0: Okay, so... so
1: we haven't... Uh, we used to do more of those things, more skiing and more hiking in the past than we do now. But uh, we're always... Anyone that wants to suge- make a suggestion for an outing has okay. opportunity to hook up with a lot of different participants, so...
0: So where do you go if you want to go s- cross country skiing around here? Are there trails that are groomed i d- I have no idea so I'm assuming maybe there are or aren't uh
1: they don't groom trails at Minneopa anymore oh okay. there is a a trail they do groom trails I believe on near Lake Washington and there is a i don't know if it's just a facebook group I know it is a Facebook mm-hmm. group, but I don't know if they have have uh brick and mortar meeting spot of uh and i should know the name of them but there is a local group of cross-country skiing enthusiasts that okay. that concentrate on that and sure. they're always promoting uh so th- some of the good ones that i'm aware of around here are at lake washington where they groom trails and uh, at uh, nay nature center which is a
0: In Henderson.
1: Yeah, a lovely place to go to in the wintertime, yeah.
0: We used to have a guy, uh, I live over by Busher Park here, just south of campus. We used to have a guy that used to groom all around the the park, and he used to bring all his equipment and stuff, and every day you'd see him out there going around and around the park. So he just made his own, I guess.
1: I personally like to ski on the rivers. On On the the river? On the the smaller ones.
0: Don't you worry about falling through? Because I'm always afraid, you know, with the river you've got the moving water. You should. Oh, well, so what should I do to be safe then?
1: Well, I only go on the smaller ones. I don't go on the Minnesota. Oh, okay. Or probably almost, I don't very often go on the Blue Earth either. They're not always very good uh, to ski on, but uh, cross-country skiing can be kind of marginal in southern Minnesota, and it's getting more so. So if the ice is good on a small river, typically I would wait till they're, whatever ice is there, is there is frozen down to the ground. And sure. And then it only takes a little snow to ski on the ice, and it's, it's beautiful, and you see a lot of wildlife. And I'm not the only one that does it, but it's not something, I don't know, our club doesn't really promote that too much because, there again, you don't want to go on uh, larger rivers that could have deep water. The
0: safety st- issue, I assume, is a yeah. big part of it. Now, Mark, you are the chairperson for the Mankato Paddling and Outings Club. How does one become a member? Is there like a dues? Do you have to go to so many meetings? Do you just show up, or what's the protocol?
1: Well, I'm just the chairperson for programs right now, and and our president is Brad Norwalki. Okay. You could show up at our meetings, or uh, we have a website. Our website is Mankato Canoe Club. Oh,
0: okay, Mankato Canoe Club.
1: Yeah, and we also have a a Facebook site. A lot of people belong to our Facebook group that aren't actually members of the club, due-paying members, and our Facebook entity there is is really to promote the club. So it's kind of two different things. It's kind of our promotional vehicle.
0: Okay. So people can find out more information on there. So Yeah. Is there dues or anything and do you like have oh, a yes, regular meeting place? Do you meet at a certain place monthly thing like other clubs do or
1: Our dues are $20 a year. Okay. And we use that to compensate our our speakers when we have them and and to also make a donation to our our venue where we have our meetings. So that would be the Belgrade Avenue Methodist Church oh, which okay. has been really good for re- really good to us for the last 20 plus years there uh, they do a lot of things uh, community oriented things for uh, say for example uh, other other groups they allow other groups to meet there and
0: when do you meet is there a regular time
1: so typically yes That's 7 p.m. the first and, and third Tuesday of the month at Belgrade Avenue United Methodist Church.
0: Wonderful. Well, anything else you want people to know, Mark, about the Paddling and Outing Club?
1: Well, get out there and, and enjoy this beautiful area. There's a lot of opportunities, and there's a lot of people that like to uh, get out there and and paddle. And we're one of the ways you can meet them. And there are, there are other groups. In our group, a lot of us are boomers, and we're <laughs> happy to see...
0: Young people coming, Happily. yeah.
1: Well, not so much. They don't so much come to us, but they are finding their own way, and they're getting out there and doing things. And there, again, I would shout out to the Rock Hoppers and uh, Blue Earth Project, and and I'm glad to see the Bend of the River outfitters doing a lot of activity, too. So we've come a long way from when there used to be, when you used to have to w- worry about uh, running into car bodies in the river and Oh, my. Water I didn't realize
0: heaters. that was even a thing. My goodness.
1: We used to haul tons of stuff out of the river in the first mm-hmm. years. Seven tons, I think, was one of our oh first. my gosh.
0: How much of a stretch was that on even?
1: Well, there used to be a program. There still is a program. It's different now, the Adopt-A-River program. Okay. And when that came, we were having, a, I think we started our cleanup before that program started. But our adopted rivers under that program were the most popular stretch of the LaSueur River and the most popular stretch of the Blue Earth River. So the Blue Earth, that would have been from the from the dam to Sibley Park. Sewer River, we used to clean from County Road 16 to uh, the confluence with the Blue Earth River.
0: Well thank you for for doing that. It's nice to know because it it's certainly not a pleasant thing to find a car in there.
1: <laughs> well, it was a lot of fun and, and the community helped a lot too and and as again uh, as I said Bob Zoet uh, was able to organize uh, and get the National Guard to help us or we would have uh, and they brought in their equipment or we wouldn't never been able to do that just with our club resources.
0: Well, thank you for very much for letting us know about this, and I hope you get some new members and people will, now that they know a little more about you, it's not just paddling, it's outing and different things, and first and third Tuesday of the month.
1: And Belgrade Avenue Methodist.
0: Okay, and just show Seven. up 7 p.m.? Yes. Thank you, Mark. Appreciate it. Thank you. All right, Mark Bosacker. I uh, appreciate your time.